everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where I, where I officially cannot keep up with the Kardashians. And I even liked Kanye's tweet yesterday, which made the internet explode. Whatever. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. By the way, if you were not keeping track, Chance the Rapper also made a bold tweet yesterday. Yes, high-minded debate, folks, brought to you by the music industry. Good morning. I am Mary Mel Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison. And right before Nahum's live lunch, I blink twice and there he is. Good morning, Avrami. Boker Tov. How are you? I'm doing very well. How's Balmar? There's no tea. No tea. Balmar. confused about the weather, as is everywhere else. Right. But we did have a couple good days. We had able to take our tortoise out for a walk a couple times this week. Thank our God. what? Our what? Our tortoise. Um, okay. Yes, it likes it's a desert animal, so it likes warm weather. We've only been able to take it out a handful of times since Well, there goes started. the rest of my show. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's it's great. And Does, the rest of us like it too. Okay. Um all right. I I I I can pursue this for a second. Um what's the tortoise's name? Well, it had a different name and then a friend of mine whose name is Steve said, "Thank God you guys didn't name it after me." And then I mentioned that to my kids and then they changed its name to Steve. So, its name is Steve Tortington. Okay. That's all. I didn't want to take up that much of the show. I'm just going to let it just sit saying. there. Just going to let it hang a second. Um, okay. I didn't know this about you. Yeah, it was a, like a, it's a practice pet to lead up to maybe getting a more real pet. And you thought our it. potential conversation about climate change was going to derail <laughs> this show. I did not know you had a tortoise named Steve. Yeah, actually, well, you know, Nahum's also got a tortoise. I think he was part of the inspiration for me to get the tortoise. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, this is a pretty low-maintenance pet that people like. So, yeah, All right. shout out to well, Malcolm Siegel. Yeah, now we know what we're going to be discussing during the live lunch. By the way, um, we are making a a f- wholehearted commitment to play as little acapella music as possible during the live lunch. Um, we've gotten, unfortunately, a number of comments from people who are waiting for the acapella music to be over. Not that there isn't good acapella out there. There really is. But there's also... You know, a finite amount of acapella music to play. And we like variety. We like variety, yeah. So, yeah, we're waiting for Lagba Omar also, folks. That's next week. So just hang tight. Your haircuts and your music will return. Yeah, and your beard trim. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the beard that bothers me. It's the mustache. All right. Yeah. Okay. I don't I have no idea what's happening here with my show. Um, I want to make a few announcements, and I don't usually do this, but this will be my annual shout-out to uh, R.L. Hatsala. The Rockaway Lawrence Hatsala annual dinner event is taking place this Sunday at the Sands. Um, that is the 29th of April, again, this Sunday night. You can go to HatsalaRL.org. I'm going to spell Hatsala for you because Hatsala is spelled differently in different communities. In the RL, we spell it with all A's. H-A-T-Z-A-L-A-H-R-L dot org. Hatsala dot org. If you have never needed Hatsala, Mazal Tov to you. should continue to have lives filled with bracha and health and happiness. If you have had to use Hatsala... If you've had to call Hatzala in the middle of the night for a family member or for yourself, you know that the response time is almost immediate like they've been living in your basement. You know that they turn around and they do everything for you like you are a member of their family. And I know that firsthand as a Hatzala wife. And it takes a commitment from the entire family to have a family member on Hatzala, but nevertheless, the entire family benefits because the good deeds and the actions of members of Hatzala 
we like to think are bestowed, the, the, the graces of that are bestowed on the entire family. I do ask you, though, that you support Hatsala, whether it's the Hatsala in your community or the RL Hatsala, which is having its annual event this Sunday. Again, you can go to Hatsala.org. Uh, org Again, Hatsala in this case, spelled with all A's. There's no O in there. Not like in other communities. We go all A's. H-A-T-Z-A-L-A-H-R-L.org. By the way, R-L stands for Rockaway Lawrence, but also includes the West Hempstead community. I also want to let people know that OU Presents, the OU Presents Torah New York, and as we have been mentioning, that's also taking place this Sunday. Nahum Siegel Network listeners have a special code for half-price admission. Listener Devora won a pair of tickets this morning on JM and the AM. Nachum will be giving out another pair tomorrow morning on JM and the AM. But for those of you who don't win and still want to go, you can go to their website and use the admission code TNY, like Torah New York, TNY18NSN. That's all caps, TNY18NSN, and get half off of your admission ticket. Let's quickly do today's national holidays. There are a bunch of them, and one of which I did not know was today until a bunch of very cute little kids joined us on the Long Island Railroad this morning. The sound of giggling children on your morning commute, I'll tell you, it definitely softens the blow because it is Take Our Daughters and Sons to Work Day. I will note that there are no sons and daughters here in the Nahum Siegel Network <laughs> in studio today. Um, a, I didn't know about it. B, thank God my kids didn't know about it because then they'd all be here. But if you are listening, guys, I'll make it up to you. That is for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's also Hug an Australian Day. So somebody find Naomi Nachman, throw your arms around her and give her a big hug because she is our token Australian, our token Aussie, the Aussie Gourmet, and it is Hug an Australian Day. It's also National Kids and Pets Day. So Avrami, I guess your whole tortoise uh, monologue... <laughs> because <laughs> I could not contribute to that conversation, uh, was worth it and was poignant and pertinent. Who knew? It's also National Pretzel Day. Yeah, I know. I have you have pretzels? What's your favorite pretzel dip? Quick. Uh, I don't know. Peanut butter? Good answer. Good answer. Yoni? Mustard? Oh, that's Hot pretzel too. or regular pretzel? All right. That's a longer discussion. Now we <laughs> now you've lost your time. <laughs> you've, all right. Live lunch. Live lunch. And also, finally, um, it is Poem in Your Pocket Day, which is, uh, which is actually very cute. And if you are a rider on the, or you're a commuter on the MTA, you know that there are a bunch of wonderful poems out there that also make the commute go a little bit more smoothly. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I am fortunate to be joined by somebody we only usually talk to about Hala. But uh, Bryce Gruber-Herman joins us this morning. She is the travel and lifestyle editor for Bridal Pulse and Glam.com. She's also the editor of TheLuxurySpot.com, and she's also starring. She and her family are the stars of a brand new show called Raising Manhattan, and Bryce joins us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. I love all those national holidays. I know. I left some out, I got to be honest, because I just, I wanted to get to you. So if there are other ones that I didn't mention, um, I can tell you off the air, we can celebrate those quietly. (laughs) 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 But anyway, let's talk for a second about Raising Manhattan. That's a new program that you guys uh, are, are featured in, are starring in, that started about three months ago on Awestruck. Yes, um, and it's been a really cool and 
fun experience, and um, it's been really interesting to kind of give mainstream America a kind of taste of the really Jewish names in our family. They can't figure out the name Rivka. They just can't get their heads around it. Um, And sort of all like the things that Jewish people might take for granted as totally normal. Other people, I find them like calling it out on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Like, hey, you did this thing. What is that? I don't I don't really understand. Why can't you have cheese on your chicken? It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> right. No, and it's been like a really fun experience. Who knew that we would be, that we as a people would be able to provide so much great content for a, a reality TV program? Yeah, people have a lot of things to say about schnitzel, especially. Like, <laughs> that has been like the main thing. We've gotten so many comments like, I didn't know that Jews had a fried chicken. Yeah, we fry anything. Give it to us. We'll fry it. It's really not a problem. <laughs> it's really not a problem. That's so funny. So in, in all your experiences and raising four kids, um, you know, four, can we say five kids? Well, no. Our okay. foster child who we really super duper loved having here, um, he found a blood relative. Oh, wow. God, wow. And was moved there a few weeks ago and we're still in touch but um he's not living with us anymore got it you know it's bittersweet right i'm sure he was part of the family but he found blood relatives so you can't ask for anything better right i'm sure so you and your husband and your four children are featured in this program and you describe your family as like hardcore sparred and very spicy and your husband is an off-the-boat israeli and so there is this and obviously you have a tremendous tremendous personality and and are giving that over in all of these episodes your reaction the reaction that you've gotten through social media and through feedback for the most part has been positive like without any any let's say negative Jewish stereotype, um, what people are experiencing through social media these days coming back at you. You know, um, that's the really interesting thing. So ninety percent of the feedback on all of the episodes has been really positive. There's been I'll call it like five percent neutral. Like yeah, this is okay. She I would be more impressed if she had seven children. <laughs> has been negative, but the negative has been not at all Jewish focused, which I think is the coolest thing in the world. If there's negativity, it's stuff that people genuinely just don't like about me. (laughs) Okay, well. They don't like about the way we do something with our children, or they think it's dumb that we, you know, commute so far to Yeshiva in New Jersey, or, you know, they're like nitpicking our lifestyle choices, not our heritage and i think that's pretty cool well and i (laughs) no i i agree with you wholeheartedly and actually um this is i mean i'm wholeheartedly um relieved by that yeah me too yeah (laughs) i mean you i really thought people were gonna have so many negative comments about israel because we make no secret of it right you know, we're really in love with Israel. My husband is Israeli. My kids all have, like, aggressively Jewish names. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, people don't seem to care at all about that. They don't like that my minivan is gray or, you know, that I don't have more exciting paint colors on my walls or things like that. But really, thank God, no 
no. outwardly anti-Jewish kind of stuff. Right. Well, God bless America. If the biggest complaint they have you about you is that your minivan is gray, well, so be it. They're- yeah, me too. And honestly, that was the only one at the Toyota dealership that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you're a practical woman. There's nothing to talk about. You're a mother of four. You got 15 <laughs> businesses going on. The minivan is going to be the minivan. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And Bryce Gruber-Herman joins me this morning. She's the travel and lifestyle editor at BridalPulseAndGlam.com. She's also so the editor at Luxury Spot, we've been talking about raising Manhattan, and we've been talking about, um, in essence, you know, kinds of feedback that Bryce has gotten as a being a very outwardly, publicly, and proudly Jewish woman who has a tremendous social media influence and consequently the post that you posted last week about your visit to Croatia with a bunch of girlfriends garnered a tremendous amount of traffic and a lot of response. I wonder if you could talk to us about that. Sure. So I was actually uh, overseas with some colleagues and friends all attending a dermatology conference, which I was planning to write about. Um, and one of the days of the conference, we got out a little early and I looked at one of my friends and I said, you know what, let's get out of here. Let's go explore Croatia. Let's see a castle. Let's go see some things. And it turns out that there's a shul built into one of the walls of the palace in split Croatia. So that was our first stop. We wanted to go see a Croatian shul and we got there and the doors were locked. We thought that was a little bit weird. You know, most shuls have someone there. (laughs) Um, and then we look at our phones, we see that there's one of the oldest Jewish cemeteries in Europe, maybe, you know, a five or 10 minute walk away. We say, you know what, let's go take a look because I actually had cousins of cousins who were Croatian and I kind of wanted to see what it was about. And we go, we walk over there. It's the most stunning, beautiful walk. And then we notice that there's a pub on the grounds of the cemetery first thing it hits you and we look at each other like oh my god there's there's a pub here this is the weirdest thing we've ever seen there are people sitting around the walls of the cemetery drinking beer eating french fries having a grand old time as if it's nothing and you can still see the hebrew lettering engraved into the stone walls of this building and right below that there's a kind of brand new sign that has uh, the Instagram logo and a hashtag sign for, you know, if you're going to upload that you're eating your French fries and drinking your beer in the Jewish cemetery, make sure you you hashtag us. (laughs) We were blown away by this. Yeah. And nobody thinks anything of it. And we're like, you know what? Maybe this is just the entrance. Maybe if we just go inside, we will see something better. Well, the whole place is overgrown. There are, are headstones that are knocked down. There are graves that are actually, you could tell people went into the graves. We were horrified. I've never seen anything like that. Forget about a Jewish cemetery. Any cemetery to have the the graves opened is beyond me. And, you know, my friend said to me, she's like, you know, they're going to be really disappointed to find out the Jews aren't really buried with anything. And then we we keep going, and we find that some of the pub goers, there's like a hill in the cemetery. Some of the pub goers have found one of the more popular spots in the cemetery. You bring your beer, you bring your cigarettes, you bring your food, and they're sitting all over the graves, 
eating and drinking and laughing as if it's some kind of party Ugh. in there. And my friend Sabrina and I were so incensed, right. blown away just at the level of disrespect that, you know, finally I said something. I said, you know, you guys, this isn't cool. you got to get out of here. This is a cemetery. You wouldn't want someone doing this in your community. And they start yelling at me, these graves are a few hundred years old. And whether or not that's true is immaterial. It's still terribly disrespectful. But the graves that they were on were actually marked, I think, 1941. Oh. So I, I just, I was blown away by the whole experience. And I posted a lot of photos and, you know, images and a video of my interaction with these guys who were smoking marijuana on the graves. Um, and I guess I was even more blown away at the comments that came on the Facebook post, because many of them from a variety of different communities, Jewish and not, were really supportive, like, wow, that's terrible, you should do that with no culture, no religion, no group. Right. Um, and then there were comments like, oh, who cares, it's old, you guys need to move on and forget it, um, which... I guess I kind of didn't know how to handle. Right. I would not know how to handle that either. I I don't know. I mean, you and I started uh, messaging back and forth after your post because I was so struck by what you had written and and equally horrified. And I was thousands of miles away. But I also imagine for myself being completely frozen. Uh, I don't know that I would have had the wherewithal at that moment in the heat of it to approach anyone in that spot. And I, you know, clearly defaming a cemetery and showing tremendous disrespect, not only to the religion, but as you said, to those have passed. And um, even though my knee jerk reactions in, um, let's say, challenging moments is usually pretty quick, I don't know what I would have done. And I'm being very honest about it. I, I, I applaud you. I applaud you for for saying something. You know, we 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 ride the subways and we say see something say something and and you did. And and My husband yelled at me when I got back. Right. I'm sure he did. He was like, "What kind of girls go into a cemetery to see people doing <laughs> drugs and yell at them?" Right. So I want you to know, right, he's not listen, my husband would have done the same thing and I have also spoken up in times where my husband would have preferred that I just laid low and made sure I was safe and would remind me that I'm also a mother. So um, um, and you know, being able to get back on the plane is, you know, a pretty smart move. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, in the in the heat of the moment, I probably I don't know that I would have I, I don't know that I would have been able to to speak up. But, but you know, massive props to you. I mean, a round of applause, honestly, and I mean that wholeheartedly for being able to stand up in that moment and say this is wrong. But you and I have started this discussion as to whether this is a, you know, this is another example in this world of anti-Semitism, which reports of anti-Semitism are uh, bizarrely at, at, at high rates at, and, and completely on the rise, um, or we are hearing about it more. And what's ironic to me, Bryce, is that in the, in the week since you posted that, you know, two men were beaten up on Shabbos, in Brooklyn, a man, a, a from man was stabbed outside the Empire State Building on Monday. Barnard last week, you know, the the 64 percent of the voting student body at Barnard 
um, voted to divest. And even though that won't go through, that's only because the people who supported that referendum did not meet the school's criteria. But had they... Right. But so based on their stupidity or they're not doing their homework, the referendum cannot go through as far as I understand. But otherwise, it would have. That's Manhattan. Col- this all is in the borough. Uh, you know, Never mind the- just Manhattan. It's the Upper West Side. Right. And places. Columbia. Right. Of all places. Columbia University divested last year. In the last couple of days, the posts and tweets coming out of NYU are, are obscene. Um, you know, in terms of what students are facing with BDS. So I, you know, you and I started this discussion last week. Is there more anti-Semitism going on or just do we know about it more? And I got to tell you, at this point, I really don't know. I think, uh, you know, when I was younger, I spent a lot of time in Europe with cousins and family and things, maybe they were just quieter Mm. or I didn't notice, but I... We'll tell you wholeheartedly, my time in Croatia, I don't think I will feel comfortable ever going back to Croatia. I would not recommend it to friends or family, not just because of the cemetery experience, but it seemed very widespread Mm. and very common for people to not like Jews, to really not like Israel, and anything in between can get out of their country as far as they're concerned also. And I was really... I don't know, taken aback by that, because usually it's a person-to-person thing. Some people love Jews, some people hate Jews, some people have no opinion. But um, it seems like, for the most part, Croatia is not here for us. I, 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 I completely hear that. There's, um, I could say the same about France. I have you know, no need to go back to France. I, you know, I was there a number of times and for good things I was there for, but it definitely, it definitely left me with a, with a haunting fear. That is for sure. And there is, um, you know, in, in preparing notes in preparing notes for our, for our conversation today, I started writing down just recent experiences or recent happenings going on across the world in, in response, in, you know, under this broad umbrella of anti-Semitism, and my notes didn't stop. I didn't stop writing. Whether it's the things we already mentioned going on in Manhattan, and as you mentioned on the Upper West Side, which is so ridiculous. But then there's Jeremy Corbyn, who's the UK Labour Party leader, leader, uh, leader party leader, who is blatantly anti-Semitic, and there is the Holocaust. Well, him it's just anti-zionist right exactly that's the great that's the great mask right don't worry i love the jewish people i just hate israel right that's yeah no big deal right but then of course right but then of course you know we had the big um the big election that took place in the third congressional district in illinois where arthur jones who was a holocaust denier and a nazi nazi sympathizer won that um, he ran unopposed. So even as he said, even if just my wife voted for me, I would win. But he was a member of the Republican Party. The Republican Party denounced him. And still, obviously, he won because he oh, ran God. unopposed. But yet here we are. And it's well, 2018. We also have this Cynthia Nixon issue that keeps popping up. And I'll tell you, every one of my friends that I run into at media events, um, they will tell you wholeheartedly they have nothing against Jews. Everyone they work with is Jewish. They went to a Hanukkah party last year. They know that people eat matzah on Passover, and they're cool with the Jews. But at the same time, Cynthia Nixon seems like a really exciting candidate because 
their aunt is a lesbian or they're very pro-gay rights. And those issues overshadow the issues of, hey, anti-Semitism. I hear that. I hear you. So to go back to raising Manhattan, I I mean this wholeheartedly that I'm so relieved that you have not been the target of of hate on social media. And it's, um, you know, there there are plenty of notables out there who suffer constantly um, from what has been going on on social media who are t- and the hatred and Twitter and Facebook are both doing terrible jobs, just terrible jobs. Yeah, making they can't keep up with it. No, they can't keep up with it. And they're also misfiring. They, they really are withholding potentially the wrong um, the wrong accounts. I mean, when Canary Mission, whose entire job is just exposing anti-Semitism and BDS on campuses, has their Twitter account suspended because they are being blamed for um, for racist speech. It just, you know, it just makes no sense. There's a lot going on in this world and it's very hard to dissect. But I, I, I so appreciate you taking the time to tell your story from Croatia that took place in Croatia last week. Um, there is certainly something to be said for your husband's sentiments <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that you that people like you and me probably need to... Uh, to keep it quiet every once in a while. But the truth of the matter is, if you and I don't speak up, I don't know who will. True. Thank you. No, totally my pleasure, Bryce. We should talk about lighter topics like challah and challah bakes and other wonderful... happy stuff. Exactly, other stuff. Have a great day. (laughs) Thanks so much for your time. You too. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We're probably going to have to pull our song up in the background because I know we are running out of time, but the truth of the matter is I didn't want to, uh, I, I couldn't end my conversation with Bryce. That is just the truth. You pulling it up, Avram? You let me know. We have a full afternoon programming for you right after That's Life. There we go. It's one of my favorite collaborations. I'm just going to let you know what you're listening to. This is the Maccabees and Naturally 7 covering James Taylor's Shed a Little Light. It is a beautiful, beautiful song. I'm going to keep my uh, promos pretty brief so that we can listen to most of the song. Live Lunch starts right after That's Life, hosted by Nahum Siegel. Today, the afternoon continues with full afternoon of programming. Throwback Thursday, JM Rewinds at 4, and the Arab Shabbos Show will return next week with Lagba Omer. So beards, good songs, and... The Arab, Shabbos, the Arab Shabbos Show with Mark Zomik brought to you by our friends at Kedem. Tomorrow morning, join Nachum as the host, Jam in the AM from 6 to 9 AM. And at the conclusion of Jam in the AM, join Naomi for a brand new episode of Table for Two. Of Rami hosts Saturday Night Siegel at 9, Matzei Shabbos. Matis hosts JM Sunday, Sunday morning at 7 AM. And again, this is the Maccabees and Naturally 7 with Shed a Little Light. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. There's a hunger in the center of the chest. There's a passage through the darkness and the mist And though the body sleeps, the heart will never rest Shed a little light, oh Shed a little light, oh Lord, oh So we can see So we can see Just a little light, oh Lord Just a little light, oh Lord Wanna stand it on
clenching of the fist There is a hunger in the center of the chest Oh no There is a passage through the darkness and the mist Oh no And though the body sleeps The heart will never oh, end no.